fellow Zeros, thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that adapts to survive. Damn, that's an obvious one. Yeah. Ugh. Missed that one. Is that obvious? Yeah. I don't know. Now that you say it. Yeah. Oh, now that I say it. I had a little bit of a hard time this week. I'm Joe, and I'm here to talk to you about the movie X-Men First Class with two other people that I didn't come up with anything clever for. I was too busy watching the movie. Fair. Their names are Corey. The podcast that's Frankenstein's monster. And sequel. The podcast that's just following orders. Yeah, X-Men First Class. Uh, what do we do now? We tell you what we've been watching. That's what happens. It's like I just didn't do this last week. Sequel. What have you been watching, bud? I watched three movies this week. We watched Crawl last weekend. Okay. That's the alligator one in Florida? Yeah. I love that movie. It's really good. It's really it's, good. It's, a it's solid. It's, it's like dumb cheesy. Yeah. But it's really good. For a when animals attack movie, you can do far worse. And yes. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. You're legit scared during it. And horror movies don't scare me, but like suspense, jump, scary, animal attacking movies kind of do. So I actually saw that in theaters. So did I. I saw that in theaters. I enjoyed the hell out of it when I saw it. In I was in Virginia when I saw that with my parents. They didn't like it nearly as much as I did. Yeah, it makes sense. That movie looked like it was going to be bad, or at least not my kind of movie. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's just. I'm glad to hear it was good. Yeah, I mean, it's just like every other modern day when animals attack type movie, Sharknadoes. But blah, no, blah, no, blah. no, 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 it's it's just cut above the Sharknado. Oh, it most yeah. certainly is. Sharknado is intentionally bad. <laughs> right. Yes, you're it's absolutely right. It's better than right. the Meg, right? It's better than that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah definitely okay, better than yes. the Meg. Yes. yes, that's all I need. Yes, I also watched The Running Man. I love that movie. So good. You've seen it, Corey. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yes. He's yes. in a game show. Yeah. Yes. You got. Yes. This. Yes. Yes. I got there eventually. Electro. Dynamo. Dynamo. That's his name. Sub Zero. Sub Zero. Fireball. Yep. Mister Captain Freedom. I think Captain Freedom. Jesse Whoever Ventura Jesse Ventura turns. plays. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Killian. Sub Zero. Now Plane Zero. Sick burn, Arnold. <laughs> Sick burn. Sick burn. So it's just it's, it's dumb, stupid fun. I want to read that book too. That's a Stephen King book. That's a is it really Stephen yeah. King book? Wow, it is. shit! I yep. did not get that vibe from the movie at Same. all. Yeah, and I think it's of his book to film adaptations. He ranks that one pretty high, <laughs> which is kind of cool. So you should see that one. And lastly, I watched Dark Phoenix because it's okay. been on HBO a lot, and it's not as bad as people say. I stick by that. I still agree with that. It's still not good, but it's, it's not nearly as bad as people ragging on it. Yeah, I, I don't remember loving it, but it's definitely not awful. It, it was, was on a number of times this week in my house. I didn't sit down and watch it, but it was definitely on in the background. We saw that during a stretch of like Men in Black 3 and a bunch of other really bad, <laughs> bad it, movies. It was a bright spot. I, I, I agree with that. It was a bright spot. Critics ranked on it really, really hard, and... Uh, Again, it's not the greatest, but it's not the worst. That'd be it for me, boys. Corey, what did you watch? Ooh, that's a changing. I had to do less this. work today. Who's wow, there? good, good. Um, what did I watch? I finished Avatar: The Last Airbender. Did you love it? I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, I liked it enough to. You gonna watch Book of Korra? I'm, I'm I've watch never Book seen Korra. that. I am gonna watch Book of Korra. Um, but I don't consider that like a new anime. I just consider that like an extension of the story. So that's fair. I'm 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 not saying I'm watching another anime, but I am gonna watch another anime. Uh, my wife says that I like Bleach. 
You might like Bleach. Yeah. So um, I'm going to give Bleach a shot. Give it an op- go with an open mind. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. listen, at this point, I kind of have to. I have one to give you in like a couple weeks okay. that, that I'm pretty sure you'll like. Good, good, good. Um, that prompted my wife to turn on Howl's Moving Castle like three times this week. So I got, my, I got my fair share of Calcifer. Because it, it, that's like her movie that she like puts in the background when she has to do work. She doesn't need to pay I attention to Mark it. Mark Hamill's voice is in. I don't know. I, I, there's Maybe? Two, there's Castle I mean, he's in the Sky in, and Howl's Moving Castle that I always get confused. I mean, Hamill is in The Last Airbender. I think I'm thinking of Castle in the Sky. Yeah, because he plays... Mark Hamill plays uh, Fire Lord Ozark in Avatar. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, there was like two or three times when Fire Lord Ozark is talking. I'm like, man, he sounds oddly similar to the Joker. Well, I hmm. wonder why. Now you know. Yep. I watched Ford vs. Ferrari. Yeah, so you reviewed that on social media. Yeah, it was pretty quick. It was a very quick tweet about it. Uh, I enjoyed the fuck out of that movie. I enjoyed the living shit out of that movie. I don't know if it was just the moment or, or what, but I I thought that the performances were good. I thought the story was interesting. Liked it. Liked it from start to finish. Best picture nominee. Yep. I yep. didn't care for the last 15 minutes. I would have ended it. At the race. Yep, I agree. Yeah. I would have ended it at the race. I would have I would have been okay if you ended it at the race and then like the very last thing, like as like the credits start to roll was him doing the test in the desert. I would have been fine with an epilogue of like the pictures of the actual people and mm-hmm. what they went on to do and yeah. what That would have been that would have been fine too. But like you didn't you definitely didn't need to yeah, the last 15 minutes were a little unnecessary. Um, and Josh Lucas is incredibly miscast. Who? I'm he's sorry, like the sorry? villain guy. Yeah, he's the he's the one that talks. Oh, yes. Him. Yeah. He, that's pretty bad. Michael Fassbender. Honestly, that would have been a really good casting if they had put Fassbender in there. Would have been better. What was it? It was it was um, Leo Beebe? Is that what his name was? Something like Maybe. that. Maybe. I, don't no, know, I think it was not... Leo Beebe because it wasn't Lee Iacocca. No, that was played by uh, Burnfall. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I saw it in theaters when yeah. it came out and... I think, it was B- I think his name was uh, Leo Beebe. Let's see if I can find it quick enough. Yeah, Leo, Leo Beebe? Yep, Leo Beebe. Yeah, nailed it. Good job, Corey. Thank you. And what was the other thing? I had one other thing I wanted to talk about. Baseball? I did watch baseball. I watched baseball tonight. Um, I'll be gone I'll be gone uh, in the dark. Was the only gone other... in the dark. I'll be gone in the dark. It's a new docu-series based oh, off yeah, of yeah, the book. Yeah. I did talk about it already mm-hmm. on the podcast? Okay. I'm caught up with that, which is also... Very good if you're into I the true crime stuff. It. Yeah, it's good. Um, you get to see Patton Oswalt Oswald be relatively serious a bunch in it, which is, I always find interesting. Okay, right. It's, now I remember you talking about this. Yeah. Uh, that was good. I feel like there was something else I watched, but I don't remember what it is. So I'll, uh, I'll pause myself there. Joe, it's what have turn? you been watching? Ooh, I've watched a couple things. Uh, it finally happened. I had to watch Hamilton. Oh, did you like it? It's all right. I don't love musicals, I, especially musicals where there are no not song parts. Oh my God, <laughs> they didn't stop. There was there, no acting. There's no speaking scenes, which is how I digest the story. Because when they sing, it's too fast. I'm like, what? What are they trying to tell me? <laughs> As a historian who knows this story yeah. pretty well, I still had trouble following where we were in the history of Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton. The things were accurate, like the things were interesting, but you can't 
Yeah. You like, need you need some some breakup. You need a little breaking. It's well done, but like that opening song, I have no idea what they were trying to tell me. And oh, then I found out like, oh, it's just his backstory. Okay. Yeah. Just that he was essentially yeah. from a Caribbean island and made it to New York. Yep. There's there it so is. So much happening in that song. Yeah. So it was good. It's not my thing. So I'm probably not going to see it again. But if I ever end up teaching US one, I will be using it pretty extensively. That's fair. Like the cabinet battle, like the first cabinet battle. I mean, is... The cabinet is great. Yeah, the cabinet battle is pretty good. Yeah, the first cabinet battle is fantastic. It it really does epitomize what happened during the Washington administration. Plus, I enjoy that it's a rap battle. Yeah, it's a nice way to do it. Yeah. So that was Hamilton. I watched I watched Zodiac. I've never seen that before. It's a long so good. It is. It is long. Is that long three hours? Is that crap no. the three? It's like two twenty, I think. Two twenty, two thirty. Okay. It's not that much longer than first class, actually. But that was a very compelling movie. But if I'm gonna watch one David Fincher movie about a serial killer, it's gonna be Seven. Fair. Fair. I prefer Zodiac. It was. I know it's based on true events, mm-hmm. but like, what a letdown the ending of that movie is. Oh yeah. What a huge letdown! And they go to the the fade the black with the text on it for scenes they could have easily shot. At that at that length, you might as well yeah. have shot the last couple scenes. There's, there's probably a Fincher cut that's like three yeah. and a half hours long. By the way, I remember what the third thing was for me, but you finish yours. Okay. Um, yeah, that was Zodiac. I don't have too much. It was it was really good. It's just, if I'm choosing between the two, because the first half of Zodiac, I'm like, this is Seven. This is just an updated version of Seven. And then <laughs> it, it finally got different. Gyllenhaal's really good. Robert Downey Jr. is really good. I really want to know what an Aqua Velva is. I never had one. It looks delicious. I'm sure we could easily Google that. <laughs> After this and find it out and maybe mix up a couple. Nice. Sounds I don't have delicious. anything blue. Mm. What you know? Is the Kool-Aid Jammer blue? Yes. Uh, it's Tropical Punch. <laughs> when I squeezed mine, it came out a little blue. All right, maybe. Oh, their Tropical Punch is blue. Yeah, their Tropical Punch is blue, not red. Okay. Sweet. We'll let you know, right. everybody else. <laughs> the last movie I watched was a movie I haven't seen in a very long time, so I didn't remember most of it. I watched Frequency. I love that movie. That is a good movie. I think that movie is either, it's good, I like it, but either the dialogue is written very awkwardly or it's very poorly acted because it's like cringeworthy. Dennis Quaid, who's the main guy? Jim Jim Caviezel. Caviezel. Yeah. But they're doing this weird, almost Boston accent, where are they from? Is it Boston? Oh, then it doesn't really sound like it's a bad Queens accent. New York accent. It's, yeah, it's just either, it's either how they write, write, oh yeah, all about the Mets. So yeah, there's definitely New York. It's either how they wrote the dialogue or the choices they made, because every conversation seems awkward. Mm. I don't know. Watching it, it now, maybe just it's because filmmaking has changed so yeah. much in the last 20 years. I watch super old movies, and I'm like, I don't know how anybody thought this was good. Like, thought this acting was good. It's what they had. It's what they had. Well, it was also very theatrical. Yeah. It was very over-the-top, very theatrical. From stage to screen, they kept the same acting style. Yeah. Until real, more realism became like, yeah. the, the yeah. more desired art form. This feels more theatrical than... Is Andre Brower in this? That's why I had that yeah. look on my face. Okay. He sure is. And I was like, Captain Holt's in this! <laughs> and he plays a cop. He does. In both timelines. <laughs> He's born to play a cop. Uh, the one I forgot was a Zemeckis film, Castaway. Okay. Nice. I don't know why. It was kind of similar to an old movie that you haven't mm-hmm. seen in a while. I, I don't know why, but like halfway through a day at work, I was like, I want to watch Castaway. And I found out it was on HBO. I was like, this is happening. Sold. 
My favorite thing about Castaway is there is no film score until Wilson leaves. Yeah. The movie has no music in it whatsoever. No. It has some popular music on the radio, but there's no film score until Tom Hanks is floating away and Wilson's drifting. I mean, and it's I, like almost two, two hours in. Yeah, I had, a hu- I had a huge problem with that. How Two hours, 23 minutes? Yeah. Oh, it's actually not that long. Yeah. Or it was 2.13 or 2.23. I don't know exactly. Cool. Um, I had a huge problem with the scene where Wilson floats away. Why? Uh, because about... Two minutes before you see Wilson float away. Wilson says, I'll never float away. No. Tom Hanks is in the water, like, diving underwater with his, like, handmade trident hunting fish. And then he's, like, flopping around the ocean like he doesn't know how to swim. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing here, Tom? Like, if, he, just... if he exerts that much energy to get to Wilson, he ain't making it back at a raft. I mean, I get that. And I do get that. But, it, like, it looks like he's physically struggling to know how to swim not like making a conscious decision to like do i try to stay at the raft or do i go after like he's also emotionally distraught he's emotionally distraught there was pan was like they just he just dealt with that storm too so he might be like battered from the exhausted like i I get it in the movie really i've seen like i think probably the end of it somehow but okay (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's it's again it's not a top five hanks for me it is for most people it doesn't sound appealing just the the it's a good. It was a good quarantine movie. Yeah, he's by sure. himself for a, and if you check, really like, just remind you of your own situation. If you check like <laughs> movie downloads during the pandemic, that's it's up there. It was Castaway, Outbreak, and Contagion. And Contagion. <laughs> Contagion was big. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I I enjoy Tom Hanks showing off his ability to act by himself. Not easy to do. It's not. I mean, he pulled the, and he pulled that shit off. So good for him. Yeah. I like that movie. I don't know if it's top five though. I have to really sit down. Have it up there. I have to really sit down with all of his films and decide. But off the top of my head, I don't think it is. One day, maybe you will. Yeah, maybe. And that's what we've been watching. All right, let's move on to the movie facts for X Men: First Class, which is the name of the movie. Came out in 2011. It's rated PG-13. It's two hours and 11 minutes long. It's directed by Matthew Vaughn. It stars... I actually went back to Rule of Five for this one, despite a very large cast. James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Rose Byrne, Jennifer Lawrence, and Kevin Bacon. It's a good five. Yep. I thought so. That's why I picked them. The budget for the movie is somewhere between $140 and $160 million. We'll call it 150 I thought about doing that. <laughs> no one's fact-checking this. It grossed $352 million. 146 million of that was domestic, so it made about its budget back here in the States. As far as how the movie was scored, we got Rotten Tomatoes coming in at 86%. Certified fresh. Audience, 87% of Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb, 7.7 out of 10. Metacritic with a 65, with a user score of 7.8. Around the same area. Sure. Except that weird 65. Yeah. But Metacritic. Am I right? Who's on Metacritic? Who the fuck is on <laughs> Metacritic? It's been a while. It has been. So throw it back to all the all the all the diehard fans. You guys have been with us since day one. Let's get into our general thoughts about X Men First Class, which is always our spoiler free, and we're gonna start with Corey. This is the first time I've seen this movie. 
Really? Ever? Ever. Wow. And you saw Days of Future Past before this? Yes. Okay. Uh, I missed it. It was one of those movies that I was like, oh, yeah, I'll see that in the theaters or something. And it left the theaters before I got to it. And I was just like, I'll see it when it's out. And I just never saw it. Um, Days of Future Past. <laughs> nine I, years. Yeah. Days of Future Past, I saw in theaters, though. Like, that was one I, like, went to. Like, I knew the established characters from this new section of the universe. So it's not like that was confusing to me. But I just totally skipped this one for whatever reason. Uh, this is good. This is a very enjoyable movie. I have some qualms and some bones I need to pick with it, but top to bottom, not bad at all. Sequel. What did you think? I purposely didn't see this in theaters because after Lex, Last Stand, I was like done with X-Men movies. That may have also played into the reason I didn't see it. It wasn't just you guys. So A lot of people felt that way. I saw Days of Future Past first. And after seeing Days of Future Past, I went back and watched First Class. So we have similar experiences with this. It's, it's very good. It's very solid. I think Days of Future Past is better. But this is this is good. I have some qualms with it as well. But um, yeah, no. Very, very solid, good X-Men movie. I'm just going to lead off right off the bat. This is my favorite of the X-Men movies. You're not going to play this one close to the no, chest? not. Those days are behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this movie is the most X-Men of X-Men movies. Like, this is finally the feel of an X-Men movie that I wanted, although, like, the first two X-Men movies are very good. This one really feels like an actual X-Men movie, even though, as an X-Men fan, I have plenty of nits to pick with this, just in terms of nerd lore and yeah. choices they made <laughs> with this. But as far as the movie goes, it's great. The performances in this movie are amazing. We'll get into that more for specifics, I'm sure, everything else. But yeah, I love this movie. Some performances are amazing. I think almost all of them are amazing. Really? I, I'm okay with almost, but I've got... I got one, one glaring bad one. God, I hope it's the same one. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I hope it's the same one. I'm very interested to see if we agree. Well, I'm sure we will, because we usually do. Okay. Those are our general thoughts for X-Men First Class. If... You haven't seen it and you want to get out of here spoiler-free before you come back and listen to the rest of this. It's streaming on HBO right now. I don't know where it is currently if you're listening to this in the future, but check it out. It's pretty good. And spoilers for X-Men First Class. We're going to get into it starting right now. This is the origins, the X-Men origin story I think we all wanted. It's not. Mostly. <laughs> what do you mean? They, you didn't want this story? I don't. They, they picked the wrong mutants to have a first class. They did. Okay, yes. sure. Sure. Yes, I agree. They picked the wrong mutants. But what I mean is like... Style-wise, yes. Style-wise, if I want to see how the X-Men were created, this is better than what we get with actual X-Men, where the X-Men are like an established group that are just kind of hiding underground, and Logan saunters yeah. in and is like, oh, look, the X-Men are already here. Yeah. yeah, This is the actual origin story of the X-Men. It's just different. Yeah. But that's what I mean by most X-Men of X-Men movies. Like This just feels like... Mm -hmm what I would yes. want them to make an X-Men movie. Right. Having Havoc over... As that drives me insane. Class, over Cyclops. He's the younger brother. <laughs> yeah. And he exists 20 years before his brother Makes does. No what? Sense. I, I heard no that... No sense. Again, so of the number of different nits we can definitely pick and probably will throughout the course of this episode, when they go into the prison and they say Alex Summers, I'm like... As in, like, did, did Scott Summers' younger brother? <laughs> like, what do you mean? So here's the thing. This is what you got to ask yourself. 
Did they have Days of Future Past like ready to go? They knew where they wanted to go after first class. I think because at least somewhat. If they did, then you and as you're gonna set your story in the '60s, you have to kind of go the route they did, right? Because the first or the original X Men trilogy that we get year 2000 onward is you can't have Cyclops in both. You just can't. Yeah. Sure, but the thing is, just don't use Havoc. It was already established as Cyclops's younger brother. Yes. Just I use anyone else because Havoc, Havoc being Havoc is not essential to the story at all. Very no. It's just a weird choice yes. they made. They're like, people might recognize Havoc. You could just be like, there's right. another good X-Men to put in there. I don't know. Now I'm... Fuck, you could have put Jubilee in there. You could have given no, us... No, no one wants to see that. <laughs> Nobody wants to see it, but I'm just saying I know, I'm just established saying... X-Men that you... Yeah. Like, there's plenty of... Esta- Gambit. Fuck, like, Gambit would work, but, like, Jubilee wouldn't, like, just Jubilee's look doesn't fit for that time. Yeah, no, and I, and I agree with that. Well, I'm She's literally so just, 80s. I'm literally just saying names of X-Men that they could have theoretically yeah. put in. That's not a younger brother of an established yes. fan favorite. True. That was just a thing that drove me nuts. Yeah, but you, it's it's fine, I'm over it. You're I mean, allowed to be. Yeah. But that's, we went over the original X-Men last week, but, um, you could have put Angel in there. Right? They tried. <laughs> they put the wrong angel they put in. The wrong angel in, which also drives me nuts. Yes. Um, you can't use Iceman because again, that's the same problem with the yeah. original X. Yep. Um, They're really painting themselves Beast into the corner there. here. Beast. And yeah, and Miss Marvel, Jean Grey. You can't have her. Yes. Yeah. Beast is one of my biggest, my biggest pet peeves with this movie. Really? I like Hank McCoy I a lot. Love Hank McCoy. I love Hank McCoy in the stro- in the comic books. I love Hank McCoy in the cartoons. I like this iteration of Hank McCoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Who? What's the actor's name? Nicholas Holt. Thank you, Nicholas Holt. Good. Well done. Um, I like him as Hank McCoy. I hate that. Like it's some genetic experiment gone wrong that turns him blue. That's kind of. That's actually canon. How it happens? Yeah. Is it canon? Yeah. I looked it up because I did not think that was canon. He's, he starts as not a blue furry man. He's just. I thought he, I He's thought just that like was like this in this movie. He has an experiment stolen from him, like or someone claims credit for it, I believe, and like in a fight in a struggle, he like gets injected with some chemical that turns him that way. Really? Yes. Yeah. He starts as a okay. flesh-colored, skinned man. Yes. I legitimately, I, I had always known him as just being beast from the gate. Like, or I should say, I knew he was That's human the at some point. Series, probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what you're taking that knowledge from. Because he was always blue in that. He's yeah. Blue mm-hmm. in the opening credits of episode one. Yes. It's true. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't... But I still don't necessarily need to see why it needs to be, a like, a mystique thing. I guess well, I mean, is, that's is... the whole science he's putting behind it, is that her DNA is... She changes appearance would be the secret to unlocking sure. appearance change in a right. cure, quote-unquote. Hmm. All right, so my one qualm is now backed away. Fair enough, thank you. All right, that was it. Cool. No, no, no. <laughs> you just said one. You said one, but you meant your big, biggest qualm. Yeah, one of okay. Yeah, fair enough. Otherwise, Nicholas Holt's greatest. He's so good. He's good. He's a very he's good actually. Actor. I would say he's better in Days of Future Past just because he's in it more. Yeah, for sure. But he's he's so good in this. He's got though. range too, man. He can play uh, anything. He's he's moving up my list of actors. I really enjoy he's, seeing. I just wish things. he was in more stuff. So do I. Yeah. I can't think of too many more things I've seen. Did you ever see that movie Warm Bodies? That's a really interesting movie. You ever see Mad Max Fury Road? Yes. Or... Yes. I know he's in that. He's a chameleon. Did you know he played Nux? <laughs> <laughs> you ever see About a Boy with Hugh Grant? No. It's 
pretty good comedy, and he's the little guy in it. Okay. All right, where should we go from here? There's so many, so many. Kevin Bacon, baby. Bacon's good. Love that we get Kevin Bacon. Bacon's in this. so good. He's really good in this. Uh, I want to get to Fastbender though, but we'll let's go, let's go bacon first. We'll go bacon first. Um, Always bacon first. Yeah, that's my rule. It's a great rule. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, any meal of the day. Uh, I enjoyed the reveal of him as a mutant. Yep. I thought that was, I again, my X Men knowledge is deeper than some other comic book veins, but not extensive by any means. So that name didn't stick out to me as a mutant. So when he showed up at the camp. And he was like, Magneto, do things. And yeah, and then a couple, then flash forward, what, 20, 30 years. And he like absorbs the grenade. I was like, huh, that's a fun, that's a fun twist there. Sebastian Shaw. Yeah, yeah. that was good. I liked, I liked that reveal. I, I mean, we'll get it right out of the way. That opening scene with Magneto, with young Eric Lyncher, is the worst scene in the movie, I think. It is almost shot for shot what they do in the original X-Men movie. That part's fine. Him freaking out in the office, yeah. that's horrible. Oh, that's awful. Him that's... just screaming with his hands up yeah. was some of the worst acting I think I've seen. Bad, And bad he's not trying actor. to throw bad anything at like no. the man who just shot his mom. He kills also... everyone else in the room. <laughs> Look, yeah, why did he not kill that It's just weird. Guy? It is a weird choice. Also, all right, so Sebastian Stowe is trying to elicit a reaction from, uh, from a young yep. Eric, right? Wound the leg. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Like, gunshot goes off, wound the leg, kid's gonna freak out, you're gonna get what you want. Yeah, and the thing is, if you if you kill her, if she's dead, you can't use that as motivation anymore now, can you? Nope. That motivation is gone. But you can wound the leg, get the reaction you want, and also this kid won't grow up and try to hunt you down and kill you years later. He still might. Sure. Right, but it's less... The, the, like, look, I wound the leg. Okay, you, I got the reaction I wanted. Now I'm going to make you my protege. Like, yeah. they, they could have formed a relationship you, that you way. You passed the test. <laughs> can, you, no. can you imagine Boom. if it was... Have some chocolate. Blank. It was a Magneto instead of a Azizel. Is that who it was? Azazel. Azazel. Yeah. Nightcrawler's dad. Nightcrawler's dad. Which is... Mis- Mystique. It's Mystique's the mom, Nightcrawler right? and Mystique. Which doesn't quite work out in this canon. Nope. No, I it don't doesn't. think, unless no. they have a weird side thing going on behind Magneto's back, but... No need to things like that. Though, no, I'm because okay yeah, that's with. fine. Because yeah. Mystique, because Mystique goes and that finds too bad. Mystique goes and finds him in uh, Apocalypse. In Apocalypse, finds who? Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Oh yeah, yeah. He would. I think I she would. Talking about Azazel, I was like, I don't think that's true. No, no. Nightcrawler and Angel. Yeah. Yes. So I don't think she would have been able to. You know, I think she would have known. My son. <laughs> if she had a son in this. Um, I like glad we got the Hellfire Club. That was cool. That's a very good addition, and it's a very big part of the comics, so I'm glad that's in. There's so many cool, like, accurate X-Men references in this movie. Yes. Like, they say Children of the Atom, like, three times. That's one of the X-Men arcade games subtitle. That's nice. awesome. Um, I'm going to get to the worst acting performance. We'll see if it's the same person. Might as well get this out of the way now. And then we'll talk about fashion. Drum later. roll. Uh, Emma Frost. January Jones. Really? Yes. Not where I'm going. Freaking, I didn't think she was that bad. She's fucking terrible. I don't think she's great, but I don't think she's terrible. I'm fine with her. I think that's more character choices. Like, I didn't think she was bad, Yeah. personally. I don't think J-Law performs that well in this. Oh. Yeah, I think I think she might be the worst performance. Really? This. Okay. Yep. After watching Days of Future Past, where she's very good, she's yes. not, she's not nearly as good, as good in this. Not as good in this. She, from, from, from what standpoint? So she... She has like four or five moments throughout the course of this movie where she acts like a petulant child. Because she is. Yeah. How old is she supposed to be? Like 
younger than Charles, who just graduated college. So is, is, I thought they were like the same. ordering colas for her, so yeah, she, she can't drink yet. So she's in Europe. So, so then, like so that was actually the maybe? conversation. Seventeen. That was actually the conversation I was having with hopefully seventeen with him. I was like, hopefully, <laughs> if if Jennifer Lawrence was making a choice to act like a sixteen-year-old, then she did okay. But if she was trying to act like a twelve, like a twenty-year-old, and that's how she pulled it off, like it's bad. I like her. Her like, screaming during like the attack is bothersome. Like you've been through some shit already, haven't you? Like not really. She was a band on the street. She broke into a house to steal foods. She had yeah, seen I don't some think she shit. Never like attacked, attacked, and with her ability. Maybe though, that was her could. first break in ever. And with with Ugh, her maybe. ability, she could she you know she has the she can mask herself, right? Yeah. So her and Charles is probably why they get along because. Yeah, I I don't know. It just seemed a little off to me a couple times. I don't cater performance, but again, look at it as standalone. I, I I get the point, but just seeing her growth from one movie to the next, you kind of appreciate it more. Yeah, yeah. No, she's uh, she's spectacular in Days of Future, Days of Future Past. Past. Yep. I'm gonna bring up Days of Future Past because I missed it, so I'm gonna that's bring that up a couple times, guys. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, I hate Mutant and Proud. I hate I hate that Mutant and Proud. She's, they say that, like, she, oh, she yeah. mocks the girl who says it in the beginning, and then she says it, like, in earnest twice, but it feels so awkward. Yeah. I feel like I'm being very negative, because I'm pointing out these things. But no, I, it's fine. We're getting it out of the way early. I just want to make sure that everyone knows the, I love this movie. The glorious yeah. fast bender. Yes. Oh. The glorious bromance between the two best actors ever. It's true. <laughs> it, is a, it is a beautiful, the bromance part, I mean. Uh, I do see what you're saying about Emma Frost, though. I do. It's bad. Yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> I didn't mind her, but again, she has such like a, a relatively small role by comparison in this film that like it's whatever. She I had... almost had an issue with the end because like she stands up, she walks over the glass, she cuts it out, and then she doesn't show up again for like easily forty minutes. I'm like, are we done? Is she coming back? And then the last scene, like they break her out, but I'm like. It's a weird choice. Character-wise, it missed the mark because she's like just as powerful as Charles with, with a very similar ability. And, that's and... how they. That's how they uh, take Xavier out of the picture in this movie because they have to do it in every movie because he's so damn powerful. Right. So that's how they do it with this. And just acting-wise, it's January Jones, and it, she just kind of looked like I don't want to be here. I felt like she was like the, the the sassy one in the room, and she was sex appeal. And like even when she's trying to get secrets out of one of the military leaders. And she's like projecting herself like onto him, and she's just like I don't know if she had a cell phone, she would have been texting. Yeah. Like it's I just didn't care for that. But just portrays like her boredness with this. I, I feel like there's character choices, but okay. I can understand how you would think that was bad. Yeah, I just wasn't wasn't a fan. I mean, I my know. understand uh, my understanding of the character is that she's not as powerful of a psychic when she's diamond, but. I think she, when she's diamond, she can't be penetrated, right? Like, by, with her... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I meant, but yes, that's Also true. <laughs> also true. Uh, maybe, that, maybe that's what she was suggesting. I just yeah. know that, like, the character herself... She's, she's a big a, deal, like, in the, in the books. Yeah, and, and yeah. I know she's a powerful psychic, a powerful telepath, but when she's in diamond form, she's supposed... Like, her psychic abilities are weakened pretty substantially. So I guess maybe because she is Diamond, that's why he can't penetrate She's more it, the leader of the Hellfire Club in the comic books, too. She's a more of a pivotal role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Along with Mystique. And she's like a, she's a tweener, because at some points she's very against the X-Men, and at some point she's in the X-Men. Yeah. Even, a, even across the, 
this franchise. She's in it a couple of different times. A lot of times. She's in X-Men Origins? It's Origins, I think. Yeah. She's in X-Men Origins Wolverine? The, yeah, the breakout scene oh, at the end okay. where we also yeah. see Cyclops. See yes. Cyclops. Yes. Yeah. Um, but a lot in, in the books you find, like, when she is with the X-Men, it's kind of like a conversation Charles is having. I have usually with Cyclops. Oh, should we get Emma? Uh, do we have to? Uh, yeah, I think we do. All right, let's see if we can convince her. She's only in it for herself. Like, yeah. Yep. Michael Fassbender, huh? He's amazing. This is his best role ever. I love him in this. I he's love, excellent. Uh, he's so good. He, he was, I think, nominated for uh, 12 Years a Slave. I would take this over 12, 12 Years a Slave. Guys, All would you say that day. he's perfection? Yes. Perfection? <laughs> I the love... real you. No, the real you. Perfection. What a great meme. What a great meme bite, too. Yeah, it's good. I'm, yeah, I'm really surprised no, no like, Oscar nomination came out of this movie. Like, between the two of them, they're so good. They're it's, both it's, so they're, good. It's 2011. But, sure. But, Five years later, sure, you got it. Uh, this is a damn shame, because Fastburn is amazing. McAvoy's also equally amazing. Like, they're McAvoy's just, very good. Yeah. They're so good. The, they did something that I really didn't think was possible with the X-Men franchise. And they managed to cast Magneto and Professor Charles Xavier perfectly twice. Yep. I did not think it was possible. I thought they nailed it on the head the first time around, which they did. They're going to make young ones? Forget this. Yeah. Good luck, guys. And I was like, all right. I'll... Jan McAvoy, good track record. Michael Fassbender, I know he's a good actor, so okay, fair enough. And then you see him and you're like, Fuck, they're good. This is how it has always been. This is the actual young Charles Xavier <laughs> and Eric Lencher. No, just like, you, you fast bender in the bar, right? When he conf- confronts the two, like, Nazi officers. Mm-hmm. Amazing in that. Yeah. I would watch the movie of Eric Lencher, Nazi Hunter. Yes. Like, I would oh, just yeah. watch oh, that absolutely. movie. So good. Yes. 100%. And in, Apocalypse is definitely a step below these two movies, but... He's one of the best parts he's, of it. He's the best oh, part of Apocalypse. Part, yeah. Oh, my God. Just his... Personal torture, man. He wears it on his sleeve. It's so good. He is so good. Yeah. yeah and him, get, him getting drawn back in in Apocalypse is great. That's a great scene. Every time I think I'm out. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, Fastbender's Fastbender's spectacular. It's just interesting. Like, uh, what, uh, well, Apocalypse is a different movie, but one of the reasons that misses the mark is first class ends, Days of Future Past is like a prequel sequel, or it's it's weird, right? Because... They're going back into a time where you don't really know what's going on outside of that little bubble of the story. It's like a sequel sequel, because it's a sequel to... But it still happens after this, because... First Class and Last Stand. Yes. Right. But but when Apocalypse happens, that takes place after the events of Days Days of of Future Future Past, that 1973 bubble. Yeah. However... There's a big gap missing what happens at the end of First Class, which sets up really well going forward. And you, and then Apocalypse happens. You have no idea what went on in those years. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Right, because Reagan's the president in Future Past, right? No. no. Nixon is. Nixon. Nixon. Okay. So it's even further. 73. Oh, no. 63, 73, 83, and then... 03. Also, his sequel. I know why uh, Moira Taggart isn't in Days of Future Past now. I forgot that he erases her memory. That's right. Time. Yes. <laughs> Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that makes a lot yes, of sense. He erases her memory. But then they go back to her in Apocalypse. Yeah. And it's a whole big thing. Why don't you remember? Yeah. Well, yep. Mm-hmm. 
Well done. Well done, movie guys. Yes. Good job. <laughs> She's good in it, Rose Byrne. Really yeah. like her. Um, yeah. One of the only things I can remember her being in that's not this is Insidious. She's also in... She's in Neighbors. Neighbors! neighbors and, right! And um, Get Into the Greek. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't love that one, so I forget about it a lot. I think that movie's pretty great. Get Into the Greek? Yeah. I like Born in Neighbors. I don't like Neighbors. I think Get Into the Greek is probably funnier. Which is surprising. Very well. Yeah. Is she is she Scottish in Apocalypse? I don't remember because she's not in this. She most she's very much not in this. She's she seems English in in this, right? She, she works for the CIA. So she seems I American in this. She's supposed she should be American if she's working for the CIA fucking A. She could be a foreign. Uh, she's well, she's an agent, so she's not. So yes, yeah. but she has some sort of of an accent. Yeah. I feel. It, it, I think it's just her natural accent kind of bleeding in every once in a while. Yeah. But I'm not going to... Charles Xavier as a playboy. The, like, so good. Really good. You yeah. never so, get that side. I love that. Such a good... Like, I I like that we see it twice. I, I like that, like, the first time you see it, like, you think that it might just be him being genuinely interested in talking to this person. And he yeah, he's the like, same exact speech. But it's the exact same speech. He just knows the mutations that well that he could just pull it out like i was Auburn like hair <laughs> it's great no you know he's used it before and oh, he's yeah. had a lot of success with it so and like the first time he uses it it's on like a legitimate like really rare mutation um whatever the chromia is where you have the two different color eyes you got to think though a person college age with that ability would probably oh absolutely did really well for himself with the ladies in here. <laughs> 100% well not not charles xavier why you think he's above reproach? He is. He's not gonna not take advantage of. No. Is not what I'm, I'm leading it out to be. But just... I don't. I don't. I don't think he has to persuade them to be more interested in him than they are. Like I think just he's clearly he's able to do that on his own. Right. Yes. No. No. For sure. But I'm. Or do you think he like probes and finds out that? They'd I think be if there's three mm. beautiful women at a bar, he f- he figures out which one of them he has the best shot with. Yes. Okay, that's fair. Okay, I that's... wasn't implying anything. Yeah, yeah. Skeevy. No, 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 I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't saying that either, but okay. I didn't think you meant that. But that okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Playing the odds. Yes. And when he sits down with um is it O O Taggart or is it just Taggart? McTaggart. McTaggart. More McTaggart. Uh when he sits down with McTaggart, like and she's like, Yeah, no, this isn't this isn't that type of deal and he like she asks him about the mutations and he like does like the this thing and like reads her mind through the whole conversation. I'm like that's fucking cool. Because he's holding two conversations. He's having the conversation with himself reading her brain and the actual conversation that's happening. Just shows you how ridiculously awesome Professor X is because I can't have two conversations. Can you? I can barely have one. Yeah, that's my point exactly. To tie this in, oh, fucking motorcycle. Always. Tying it into Days of Future Past with, um, remember when Trask reads that speech to, like, the I guess the head, the Department of Defense, yes. mm-hmm. and it's taken from Xavier's thesis. I didn't realize that at the time. And Xavier means it in a positive light for humans and mutants to interact. And when Trask reads it, it sounds like the mutants are going to take us all over and we're going to die out. And it's just a great example, great filmmaking and script writing where. A person reading a statement could have one meaning, and it could be totally taken out of context when somebody else reads it. Is it the same? Is it the same bit that gets that he reads 
in this movie. Yeah, he reads it to Raven. Yeah, like, about how yeah. when Homo sapiens, like the mutation that makes us Homo sapiens, we like drove Neanderthals out or whatever. Yes. It's that, it's that same bit. Mm-hmm. It's all interpretation, yeah. intonation, it's everything. Yeah. It's very good. Very well done. Good stuff. I wasn't going to go back Top to marks. Days of Future Past to figure out if it was the same. Sure. Uh, I love movies where we get training montages, and I love it, like... All right. Oh, yeah. We off, get two great montages Yeah, it's, it's let's get... I'm going to call it like, getting the gang back together. Even though they're not getting back together, they're getting together for the first time. Yep. Recruitment. Love it. And then the training montage itself, outstanding. Training montage Absolutely. was really good. That's, Probably, my, that's my favorite scene. Yeah. Uh, training second. montage. Love yes. it. Absolutely. Can't get enough. Him getting pushed off the satellite is fantastic. Banshee. Banshee's yeah. good in this. He is. I didn't remember him being this good. And he's in the second wave of X-Men, so he's almost in the first class. Almost. Almost. (laughs) I mean, granted, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, but... He's close enough. (laughs) Yeah, he's good. I mean, I think he does exactly the right amount with what he's being asked to do. Like, he's capable... Like, if you made him, like, a bigger role, he may not have done it as well, but just because he wasn't asked to do a whole lot, he does it well. He doesn't try to overpower the scenes either. Yeah, he does what he needs to. They don't make Banshee this other show, obviously, because he's not. he's not a big he's enough not. demon for that. Yep. He would have been my pick. He's to, a little bit comic relief. He's to, really good. He would have been my pick to die, actually, out of like, everybody like that they assembled. Okay. But it wasn't. They went with um, Darwin. Darwin. I was really shocked they killed Darwin off that early into the movie. I was like, damn. I don't think you killed Darwin otherwise. It takes something. You, you it, could kill yeah. him like that. But I'm surprised they didn't give him more time to, like... Show off. Grow and have the viewers attached to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was the one thing I will say. He really, like... That scene lacks, like, the emotional gut punch because... We barely know the guy. Yeah. Like, I we, saw him drive a cab one one scene and be like, I can stick my head in the fish tank. Yeah. And, and now I'm dead. Yeah. Literally, I mean, the three times we see him on screen, he's driving a cab. He's growing gills. He turns his body into stone. And people are hitting him. Hit me harder! Harder! They party weird. They do. And no, I, I don't like... know why they're so mad about the party. Well, why are they so mad about that? they just had the discussion about how they're adults and they should be treated like yes. such. <laughs> yeah, adults party. I don't understand. I know. What's... It's, just, it's, it's the joke. severity of what's fun. going on outside and they have no idea. So that you're yeah. like, when you're Charles, Mora, and Eric, and you're know what's about to go down and then you just see that and then it's yeah they're, they're but gonna beast out. is hanging from the chandelier plus, plus you have to like you're trying to impress the cia to like to use you and you're not doing a good enough job i think one of the, but again like you're not it's not like you tried to train them like you tried to get them ready for it like you just assembled this crew like they're gonna be rough around the edges like i don't i it's not, it's the rubber on the edges is fine, but they're destroying property. I mean, it's... That poor window gets destroyed twice. You know what? Don't put mutants in a room if you don't want them to experiment with their talents. It's I probably the first time it's ever happened. Fair. Also, also fair. <laughs> Who knew? Who could have possibly known? But the best part about that is I love seeing Beast unwind because he's probably, like, always been with people older his whole life because he's so intelligent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So to have him with people his own age and, like... Busting balls. He's got a lot of repression to work through. Exactly. Even though he's like a like a little insecure and shit, but to see him just like take his shoes off and fucking hang from the ceiling, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like seeing that. I um, I also like when he he got outed. Oh, that broke it, my. Heart. Oh, it another, breaks another it, mutant. 
Oh, you didn't know. I'm oh I'm gosh. so sorry. Yeah, but like yeah. it's like I, I find it really interesting when people try to to say anything about X Men's social commentary. That's a hundred percent because that's, it's that's accurate to this. Yeah, yeah. like. Like X Men is clearly social, com- like it is built around social commentary, be it racial or gender. Or, any group or that gets discriminated yeah. against. Yeah, any group that gets discriminated against. And with that beast moment, it is a, it is such an obvious. That's a hundred percent. Like homosexual, yep. like being yeah. in the closet, and like Charles, it's like outing somebody, and he realizes how fucked up that is in that in that moment. And it's just it, it like it that's that was more of a gut punch to me than when Darwin dies. Uh, I was like, oh no! Could you see like this look on Beast's face? He's like, oh, you did. You, you, you said just it, did that. You did that thing. You did it, didn't you? That was supposed to be my choice. I yeah. if that's happened yeah. to Charles multiple times. Probably. Going into someone's other. Oh, I got a gay mutant son. Oh shit! A, a gay mutant son. <laughs> not again. <laughs> I'll just erase your memories. Don't worry. About it. Yeah. Did you not know either of those things? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, I'll I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go fuck myself right back to my castle. Bye, guys. Beast getting out it breaks my heart. It, it reminded me of um of uh, Iceman talking to his family. In yep. X2. yep. And mom turning the coffee like the the teacup over it being a block of ice and like walking out being like I can't handle this. Yeah. Same thing. Oliver Platt. I like Oliver Platt. I love Oliver. I forgot Platt. he was in this. Me too. Oh, I know. Well, you never saw it. I like Oliver Platt. But when he gets on, when he comes on the screen, I'm like, oh, this guy. So good. He's a that guy. He's a that guy. Guy works. He's not even named in this movie. He's man in black suit. That's insane to me. His character name is just that. He's a major CIA agent that runs an off-site facility. He has to have a name. Nope. They they don't give him one. Yep. He also dies very abruptly. Yeah. Yeah. That whole facility gets like all the other uh, quote-unquote henchmen. I'll call them, but they're not CIA CIA agents. agents. It's a heavily I'm armed in unison with everybody today. This is I, great. I thought Oliver Platt was going to be in your five. He <laughs> <laughs> deserved it. Body of work. Body of work. So my knock against this, and I'm comparing it to the Future Past because sure. we're doing it back to back. There's not a lot of action in this. Is it, it does seem to drag between the getting the gang together and the training montage. There's that gap in the middle where I just struggling to care. And it's that lull in the movie where I this where I have to put it a notch below the other one. See, I don't have that. I just love this movie. It's, like I said, like it's it's the origin story. Like there's no reason for there to be action yet because it just hasn't. The Hellfire happened. Club trying to convince Russia to put missiles in Cuba and the, the whole thing with the missiles is just like I really don't give a shit. That's 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 my for me. That's my big issue with the movie. Sure. Not a not a Cold War era. It's no. just a villain plan to set up the conflict and yes. start war because he wants everyone to go nuclear. I understand the point, see, but I, I know you, see, I know you do. I want to see lasers and claws and people flying around with sonar and. See my thing. My thing with his plan. It's not that it was like you saw most of those things. You did. <laughs> uh, you don't. I don't have an issue with. I don't have an issue with the plan necessarily. So much as I have an issue with like. So he knows mutants exist. He knows... Who's he? Shaw. Okay. Shaw knows mutants exist. Shaw knows that there's at least some mutants out there, right? And his plan is to start nuclear war so that all the mutants come running to him. Like, I don't know that that's really how it's going to work. Like, you almost need a telepath 
Well, it'll kind of wipe out all the non-mutants. Yes, but it's also going to... started. But just because he can absorb nuclear power doesn't mean most can. Most mutants would die by a nuclear blast. No, but he said, like, the mutants came about because of... The, yeah, because of so he would radiation. be making new mutants. Yes. Oh. Which is okay. a movie that's never coming out. It's coming, man. It's coming. It's coming. I'll believe it when I see it. Didn't they just drop another trailer for that? Two the first two minutes. Yeah. Can't wait. You should watch it. What's it on? I'm going to. YouTube? Oh, it's just on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably other sites too. <laughs> the new mutants.com? It was uh what was it? They they didn't have Comic Con, but they did like virtual cons. And Amazon shit. did a vir- yeah, or yeah, Amazon's yeah. doing like a virtual con so, too. Yeah, it, it was a Comic Con exclusive thing. Nice. Um, I like the Hugh Jackman cameo we get. This was why this is Joe's favorite X Men. <laughs> it's it's almost the perfect amount of Wolverine in a movie he has no business being. In. Yes. Are you think are you, the shot we, lingers on him a little too long at the end? Fair enough. <laughs> I'm mostly I, joking about but that. But again, but like. Talking about how well this and Days of Future Past were written, so they walk in, they say, Logan, or, or whatever is, whatever they, they say to him. They don't even call him by a name. They don't even call him. They just say, hi, and then he says, fuck off, and they turn around and walk away, right? Go fuck yourself. Go, go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. I'm sorry, and, go fuck yourself. But the line in Days of Future Past, Past is, is fuck, fuck off. off. Yes. Which is not Get correct, that right. Come on. Yeah. Come on. That's an easy thing to get right. You have yeah, the but, script I mean, right there. Sure, but but to me, it's like... His remembrance. He, is... They remember the interacting. They remember him saying, fuck if, off or go fuck yourself or something, but if like, it, not specific. If it wasn't Charles Xavier flubbing that line, fine. That's very true. That's a very good point. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. For me, I guess, I, I don't know, maybe my remember... Although, I thought that was Magneto, but you're right, it is Xavier. He doesn't have his powers at that point, so maybe it's a little... Okay, it's a serum fucked him up. That's yeah. why I said the wrong thing. Okay, okay, all right, we all right. fixed it. We fixed we got it. it. Either way, just to like say, <laughs> just to bring it back and be like, oh, you're That's the contentious guy with that haircut that told me to go fuck, fuck myself or whatever. I remember you now. <laughs> so good. It was, such, it, was, it was exactly the right amount of, of Hugh Jackman. They still got to shove him in the movie. Of course. They got to sell the movie. This always makes me wonder if, like, okay, Hugh Jackman has a Fox deal, right? So he's got to appear in X amount of Fox movies, right? Uh, so, hey. He's like, cool, I'll be in this for eight seconds, and I uh, completed my contractual yeah. obligation. Check one off the list. Check one off the list, baby. I want a cup of coffee and a $50,000 check. <laughs> like, I'm not Brad Pitt. No, like, when, I gotta Matt, eat. when, Matt, when Matt Damon went to make um, Good Will Hunting... Like, it got bought by Dimension Pictures, and, like, Harvey Weinstein's, okay, I want you in a three-picture deal if I agree to make this. So, his three pictures happen to be Rounders, A Talented Mr. Ripley, and I think Rainmaker. So, like, he did pretty good for his three, but other actors get roped into that three-picture deal, and they're making some dog shit. Yeah. So, I wonder if, like, Hugh Jackman had, like, a contractual obligation to show up. I wonder if it's the other way around, where, like... He wrote like figured out a way into his contract where like they can't make an X Men movie without without him at least appearing in it. In it. They did make one though. Not prior to that though, right? Oh no, no definitely not prior to that. Yeah. Is it Dark Phoenix? He's not in. He's not. In Dark he's not. In Dark yeah, Phoenix. finally, they finally made an X Men. It's the um, last one. He's yep. in Apocalypse. He is. <laughs> but we'll never see that guy again. <laughs> oh, anyway, moving on. That's not this movie. Yeah, but it's like messed up though because at the end of Days of Future Past, like you don't know if he's got the bone claws or the adiantium or anything, and then he shows up in Apocalypse all fucked up, crazy. Yeah. We don't know what happened to him. We don't know. Timelines. We never will. 
Never. No, I'm okay with that. <laughs> As to the mystery or mystique. Of what oh. We're in. I don't think I did my favorite oh. or my least. Oh, but yeah. no, go ahead, okay. you. You first. There's the 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 last nit I'm gonna pick is well. That's actually I feel like this is a reasonable story problem. Is that beast? Why would you do the inje- the experimental injection the night before your biggest mission ever? Yeah. That Why is this the time? I have I have issues with I have issues with it up and down that that definitely I just don't that like definitely that part. being one of them. It's just crazy to me. Because what? What a so, risk. Because again, he's working on the assumption that everything is going to work out perfectly and it's going to inhibit the change from being apparent, but not the abilities. What it? Well, what if it? There what if it's like, like a red he could test it on though. He feels first. He feels his ability is not as important as the other people, right? Because we're, we're pretty much he can grip, sure. run his feet, and run fast. But he's right? incredible. But he would have also done it to Mystique, had she been still willing to go along with it. But both, but both, of, the, both of their mutations is really just super strength and super speed and like reflexes and stuff. What's well, his? That's his. Mystique is to change. Yeah. Mystique can change. I know that, but yeah. I thought she had like super reflexes too. No, no, she just she just fighter. trains well. Yes. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Um. Also, she's putting think, her life at like major risk. Then Jesus, Mystique and Hank McCoy, or Raven and Hank McCoy, grew yeah. up their whole lives not wanting to be who they are, yeah. and then they he finally develops something. I guess it's a timing thing. He thinks he's developed a serum based on her DNA where he can cure himself. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I guess he just wants to try it. Right? I would just I, I also would, find it I would weird. Just wait like, a couple days. Yeah, I also find it weird that he's so interested in. Hiding his mutation when socks and boots kind of do it. Like, yeah, you can't run on the you can't run into the ocean without like you know water shoes on. But like, well, socks and boots work really well. So Charles Xavier comes to the picture. Sure. <laughs> like Mystique, like Mystique, I understand. Like her well, natural self is blue and red with like, yellow eyes. Like I get that. But his like she's got red hair. Red hair. Yeah. What she can be whatever she the wants. Blue and red. Yeah. She can be whatever she wants, right? She can. Yeah. But it takes half of her concentration at all times to, if she's not in her natural form, which is what Magneto taught her before they had weird sex, I assume. Perfection. Did they have weird sex? I don't know. I'm going to say... It's implied, but I no. feel like they... Well, she, he says no out the gate. He says, nah, come back in a couple years when you're older. Okay, so maybe. And then he, then he does the perfection. then he does the perfection thing. And then she shows up naked in the kitchen to have that like argument with uh, Xavier. But she's not like naked, right? Because that's the how I I didn't view her as naked in that scene because again, that's the way we've seen her, and that's the yeah. way Charles saw her as a kid. But he's freaked out about it, which freaks me out. What's of course? <laughs> oh my god, that is weird. Because it is technically her naked. Yeah. It's just that her she doesn't she's not she doesn't look human, so it doesn't. Register as nakedness. Right. I that I understand, but why is Charles freaked out? I guess because be I think Charles knows that that is in fact her naked. But he wasn't like hot on it when he was twelve. That's probably for the best. Yep. What did his Xavier parents do? Work besides work on the, the atom bomb. I don't know. I assume they died at some point, or just. So is it like an Alfred situation, or is he just like smart enough to like hang out on his own? Maybe he was old enough. When it happened, where he's just inherits the castle. Gotcha. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. actually know. I mean, he might have. Yeah, we. Yeah, I don't know. But it could have been an Alfred situation for a certain amount of time, and then 
he got old enough, went to college, and was like, nah, I don't need you anymore, bud. Thank you, though. And then he became yeah. Mr. Sinister. <gasps> Someone write that movie. I'll write that movie. <laughs> yeah, you It'll will. be poorly filmed on my iPhone. Mr. Sinister Can't wait. In a movie. He was I'm... supposed to be, and then we didn't get it. Mr. Sinister was supposed to be in this movie? No, he was supposed to be in a movie. Like, one of the one of the post-credit scenes, which this movie, by the way, no post-credit scene. That's nope. weird. One of them was like the Essex Corp. Nathaniel X Essex is Mr. Sinister's name. So yeah. it was very heavily... Implied. Implied that he was going to be in a movie, and then he wasn't. So Motherfuckers. That's weird. Maybe he's in New Mutants. Ah. Still time. Maybe. Could be. <laughs> if they make House Powers or Dawn of X into something, he plays a critical role. So, uh, The scene that Mystique comes out and is like, Charles, would you date me? And he like just like brushes her off. Also, kind of heartbreaking. Yes, yes. Anyone will be happy to have you. But just like you think I'm cute, you're blue. That's not the right answer, no, dude. No, it's not. Like I don't care how busy you are with your thesis. Like that is the wrong fucking answer. Yeah, him and Hank don't have the correct answers no. that Mystique needs or Raven needs. Mm-hmm. Which is so unfortunate. Hank most of, the, most of this movie. He finally has a woman interested in him for he's him. So and close, he's like comfortable. So many times. It's, it's, oh, yeah. yeah. She's very forward with him. Yeah, she is so forward. He's a little sex pot. I legitimately said the word thirsty three times in this. And Pam was like, did you really just say thirsty? I <laughs> and like, I already had a glass of water. I was like, she is thirsty. And Pam was like, you did not just say that. I'm like, I'll say it again. <laughs> Bitch is thirsty. Pam, did you hear me? I said she was thirsty. <laughs> and then like five minutes later, she sits on his lap to look down the yep. microscope. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Least favorites. Um, Least favorite. Mine's the Eric freak out in Shaw's office in the beginning. Yeah. That's my least favorite. I'd say that's a pretty, pretty easily my least favorite. I'm going to go with any intimidation of a world defense leader to move missiles as part of my least favorite. That's fair. It's pretty stupid. I think it works. I don't think you understand. I'm not asking. I'm telling. It's It's a MacGuffin to advance the plot. I just don't care for it. Get to the, get to the good stuff. Fair enough. They really wanted to focus on the Cuban Missile Crisis. Although I do really like the way that turns with the um, the Americans and the Russians are traveling towards to fight each other, then the mutants show up and they unite against. <laughs> like that's just like good storytelling, and it sets the tone of what X Men is and proving the point of it's humanity just, v mutants. Yeah, yes. it's pretty crazy that they all um, these two world superpowers got on the. Like, they haven't been talking, and they're on the brink of nuclear war this entire movie. Oh, there's a bunch of guys that kind of can do things? Let's all shoot at them right now. It's also, like, almost not a ripoff, but very similar to the Watchmen movie. Yeah. A little they, bit. Right, they, rec- they, they frame Dr. Manhattan. It's the same Manhattan. era, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. They frame Dr. Manhattan, and Russia and the United States unite. It's crazy. There's a lot of people in this movie, just like for a second. Uh, that the the American boat. It's Michael Ironside, right? The Michael Ironside's in it. One of the other dudes. Um, James Ramar is in the war room. James Ramar is in the war room. There's um, is on TV today. the dude from uh, Chicago PD, I think. One of those. Ah. One of those shows is like the second in command on the warship. One of the guys in the background I know from a bunch of things I can't put my finger on. The Mora's boss at the CIA. He's in a lot of shit. He's in, yeah. Um, he's in Crimson Tide. That's yep. A submarine movie. Um, other it, things that escape me right now. There's a bunch of people who are in a bunch from, of things uh, in this. Oh, what the hell's the name? Twin Peaks. 
One Twin of the Peaks. main people from Twin Peaks. Yep. He's he's in the war room meeting too. And we get yet another iteration of Stryker in this, don't we? Uh, his dad. Oh, we get his dad. Yeah, yeah, they mention his. He says his son, your son William. Yep. Oh, okay. I missed them. I missed that. Yep. I just heard Stryker, and I was like, is that supposed to be? I heard that too, and I was like, oh. And then he says William. I'm like, that's the other one. That's, Got it. That's the elder. The the previous Stryker. This why guy might not be such an asshole, but we don't know. Could be. Oh, he I kind think of he is. Probably. He still kind of. He is. definitely is because he's still anti mutant yeah. almost, almost immediately. I'd hope for a brief second. Uh, favorite, you said training scenes? Yep, training montage. Training, training montage. montage. Eric moving the um, satellite, um, Beast Hank running, Hank yep. running. The Havoc one, okay, whatever. Um, Banshee flying. Banshee flying's cool. So good. It, yeah. that's, that's like the best the, the laugh overall, I got in that movie. Yeah, him like falling when the he, first time? When he's up at the satellite dish, he's like, this is going to work. I have complete faith in you. And he, <laughs> I'm touched. And he looks at Beast or Hank and he's yeah. just like, I don't trust you. Say nothing. <laughs> Say nothing. <laughs> I was like Banshee in the aquarium, hitting on that girl. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, you like fish? I like fish. That's going to bite. <laughs> Make these fish go away. Uh-huh. Oh, these fish? <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, my favorite, I'm going to do Magneto's powers kind of coming into his, like Magneto kind of coming into his full powers at the end between... Being able to lift the submarine out of the water, learning how to fly, because he's running or walking the entire movie until the end, and then obviously the sending all the missiles back, just because of the having to like stop and start and stop and start again. I just like this is another good Magneto scene of showing how ridiculously strong that guy is. I'm so upset because I just realized the line should have been the podcast somewhere between rage and serenity. Yes. <laughs> Shit. Because it's absolutely 100% true. <laughs> yep. I'm also a little upset I didn't use that line, come to think of it. Oh, I didn't necessarily like the way that Professor X loses his legs. and I loved it. I think it's very fitting. Yes. I think it's fitting. I just I just know it's not accurate. Well, I mean, they can tell it however they want. That's they've, true. <laughs> they, I don't know. They've taken I... plenty of liberties with this. I, an alien crushes his legs and his spine okay. at some point. I don't remember. I'm, I'm sure it's probably happened many different ways over the That's years. That's also very I'm sure true. it's happened at least twice. Great use of at least. Um, yeah, it's fitting. You're absolutely right. It is definitely a fitting way to do it. It's almost poetic. God Ooh. damn, they're such good friends still. Like, oh, his concern. The second he gets hit in the spine, he drops all of the missiles. He just runs yep. down. God damn it, they're so good. And she blends Mora and Charles. Like, no, That's the last time he drops him, right? Hmm? That's the last time he drops them, yeah, right? Yeah, that's when he drops them. So he's, go, he's sending them back. Demons. They get into like a fist fight. And they start to drop and go off. And then they go back. He like walks away. And then the bullets start flying. Yep. Right? Yeah. And Charles, gets, Charles goes down. And not one ship gets hit? Fuck. I thought not at least the, one boat was going to get it. right in the middle. Not one boat was going to get it. They didn't get there yet. No, they that didn't. That would have been bad. That would have been oh. bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a... Like... Uncomfortably funny scene. Just one of the ships. <laughs> <laughs> then it Oops. turns into mutants on an island bomb warship. Yeah. Well, the thing was, they were all expecting to die. Like, they were all realizing it's the fucking punch error. Serving with yeah. yeah, they they all realized the error of their ways yeah. as soon as that happened. But the thing is, I feel like it advances one ship, like, martyring. Not that it's a martyr, but, like, if the filmmakers had decided for one ship to go down, like... 
you can use that as like a martyr for the anti-mutant movement for forever. I don't know if it's necessary. They can use whatever they want. It is. It, it isn't necessary, necessarily, but... Oof, that was a weird sentence. Um, it works. It is. But, like, it, it's not something that I wouldn't... Ha- like, it's not something that wouldn't have not worked. Uh, if something goes down, like, wartime, you know, like, Americans would have been out for blood. Like, Americans were out for blood in all these movies, though. Never more was. so, they would have demanded punishment for the crime of a warship going down. Yeah, I guess that's true. They're a little thirsty for the death of the mutants. Yeah, but they also think the Cuban Missile Crisis was just the boats turning around and not <laughs> a mutant, a mutant strike. That's what they want you to think. Shaw is a very anticlimactic ending too. I love it though. With the it's, it's, it's oh, it's fitting. great. Perfect it, callback to when his target practice. Yeah. yeah. Throw it, it's well, it's throwing practice. It's him using like. Wires is like a Doc Ock arm to get the helmet off, the slow move with the coin. But he just spends all this time getting all of this nuclear power and it's just yep, nothing. I mean, what are you going to do with that? It's true. It's how, do you, true. how do you have an ending where he gets to unleash all that energy and we still have an X-Men universe to go back to? <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Sequel, did you do your favorite? I did. It's training montage. Okay. You did yours, right? Yeah, just Magneto being full on Magneto. Yes. Like learning how to be unlock his full Magneto-ness. Because Magneto is fucking sure badass. Does. And he shows up in like the traditional garb at the end. It's a little cheesy, yeah. but I like yeah. it. The, they did, he did a little something to the helmet to give like extra little horns on the front that I thought was a little... That's kind of what his actual like comic helmet looks like. I thought his comic helmet, they were just big into the side. I don't know. That's, it's like an homage, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I still like it. Do we have anything else? No, I mean, I'm, I'm good. I could talk about this movie for like three hours. But... Sure. I could bring up other things that they do, like with Michael Fassbender as Magneto and some of the other ones, but like him pulling up the uh, the subway car in Dark Phoenix is a direct callback to what he tries to do at the start of this. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. You know, trying to find something underground and pull it up, which he then successfully does with the submarine at the end. Because he's gone full Magneto. Because he's gone full fucking Magneto. Magneto. You never go full Magneto. (laughs) Yeah, I'm done. Um, We can stone it. Stone it. We've arrived. It's the part of the episode where we give the movie that we just reviewed a number of infinity stones from one to six. If we give it six stones, we can give it an infinity gauntlet. Let's find out how many stones X-Men First Class is getting from each of us. Sequel, you're up. So just a slight notch below Days of Future Past, but this movie's still very good. I gave Days of Future Past five stones. I'm going to give this one four and a half, because I believe in halves. And that is your right. Four and a half for first class. It's good. I'm glad it, it sets the tone. I'm glad they kept it in, in canon, too, with the original trilogy, and you get to tie in with Days of, Days of Future Past ties in nicely, where they could have just done a complete hard reboot. They didn't. It fits in nicely, so... It's, it's well done. Good foresight looking down the road. First class hits the mark for me. Corey, what do you give it? I am with Siegel when I when he says that he likes Days of Future Past more than this. I'm the same way. I like Days of Future Past more than this. But I don't think I like Days of Future Past so much more than this that I think that the grade is any different. I gave Days of Future Past five. I'm giving this five as well. Um, it's, a, it's a really, really good movie. For a franchise that started to kind of flounder and fumble and has put out some pretty big duds, they put out some really, really good flicks too. This 
and Days of Future Past being two of them. So it's a good way to save it after Last Stand. So pretty good, pretty good uh, comeback story, I would say. That's actually exactly what I was going to bring up. So that's fun. Is the fact that those movies were so bad. Like, this is the movie that finally got people back interested into the X-Men again. They were like, okay, they can do this. It wasn't a fluke the first two times. I, like I said at the beginning, this is my favorite X-Men movie. I love the performances in it. I love the bromance between Xavier and Lyncher. It's also nice to understand why they're, they're frenemies in, like, the modern-day movies. Like, you understand... Charles going and playing chess with him in prison. Like, you understand that a lot more after seeing this relationship build. Did Goat Last Stand Origins then this? Yes. Okay, so there's two duds in a row. Two awful movies. Awful movies, and then this. That's why I said Days of Future Past took three movies movies to reboot from Last Stand. Because you set up strong, X2 stronger. Bad, bad. Okay, got it. Yeah. Bad, bad. Good, good. Meh, meh. That's how the X Men movies have gone. That would be Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. Well, X movies that have X Men in the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excluding oh, okay. Dark Phoenix because technically it doesn't, but it's clearly an. X-Men so wait, movie. what are the meh mehs then? Apocalypse, Apocalypse Dark, Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. Oh, Apocalypse Dark Phoenix. Yeah. But you could do meh, unbelievable meh. Foot Logan. Logan in the middle. Logan. Yeah, Logan yeah. Doesn't have X Men in the title. Neither does Dark Phoenix though. I know. Yeah, but it's the but it's got the yes, the, X, I get it. the X logo in it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we get we could debate this for hours. I spent too much time. I should just give my rating. So I gave Days of Future Past a high five, and I'm giving this movie six stones because shocking. I love it. I forgot how much I loved it, and then I watched it because it's been a little while. Has it been a little? While? It's so good. Don't you love that when you go back to a film that you know that you really enjoy and you turn it on again and you get that same enjoyment? This has been a treat the last two weeks because I love X-Men. I forgot how just great these yeah. two movies are. It's, I was it's real, been great. It's I great. was real, real sad when I when I found out I couldn't come last week. I was like real sad. We were all sad. I was I was so ready to talk about because I, I do really love that movie. You looking forward to next week, Joe? Less. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it in a different way. Because we're going to close out the X-Men, but God, is that movie something. It's going to be really bad for you. It's a movie. Because, Corey, you're getting it next. I lent Joe the House of X and Power of X comics. Sweet. Cool. So As soon as he's done, he's going to ship them to me, and then I ship them back to you? Yes. Perfect. And right. you're nice. going to watch, you're going to read that, and you're going to watch Last Stand, and you're going to be heartbroken. <laughs> oh, spoilers. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Probably because those are good, and Last Stand is not... No, you just haven't actually announced that that's what we're doing next week. Oh, oh yeah. my God. That's so fine. sorry, that's, listeners. It's it's fine, because I'm going to do it right now. If, if I announced it last week. It's yeah. fine. Are, <laughs> that's true. He did. Anyway, those are our scores for X-Men First Class. Next week, we're going to be reviewing the final X-Men movie that exists currently that we haven't done yet. X-Men The Last Stand. Tune which, in for that one. Which, if you're a fan of the show, you also know means that you're going to get our rankings at the end of it, too. Yes, you are. It's going to be Every quite the extent of X-Men rankings yep. ever. It's a lot of rankings. We Super didn't do that with the MCU does. or the DCEU, did we? We did privately. We did the MCU. With privately, yeah. Um, I mean, the DCEU is like it's a universe, but it's not like the same property. That's true. As it's opposed also like, to X Men is the same property. Yeah, yeah. And and also like X Men's kind of done now with the well, New Mutants aside. The movie's never coming out. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> 
He'll it's believe it when he's when his butt is in the seat with popcorn and a soda. Well, it's probably that's probably no. never gonna happen. That's never gonna that's happen. That's gonna be again. a direct to streaming thing if it comes out. Absolutely. Might buy my own popcorn machine for home. Ooh. Not a bad idea. I have dreams of having a movie theater, so that would be an excellent addition. I yeah, I'll talk about it after the show. I'm can't. I'm excited now. Let's let's, let's talk about it soon. Let's end this. Let's end this, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. If you want to let us know your thoughts about first class, this is how this goes. I'm too distracted. Let us know your thoughts by sending us an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Hmm. You can also send us uh, send us a message on Twitter telling us who your favorite X-Men is at ZTH Podcast. If you have a Logan or any other X-Men costume in your arsenal, I want you to put that bad boy on, take a selfie, then send that to us, send that over to us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. Facebook, we're on it. Facebook.com slash CTH podcast or search for us in Facebook. Zeros talking heroes, zeros and heroes end in ES. Find us on iTunes. Give us a five star rating and a review if you'd be so kind. If not, that's cool too. But the rating would be great. Let people know about the show. Subscribe to the show. Come join us for future episodes. And yeah, next time, last stand. Tune in for that. And at the end of every episode, I let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. X-Men First Class is not mine, but it's my favorite X-Men movie. And it's definitely someone else's favorite movie. And that person made a great choice. Get out of here. I want to hear about this movie theater. Take care, everybody. (laughs) Adios.